0: hello everyone and welcome back to episode 10 (laughs) wow my goodness this is the last episode um for the first season of the conversations with arthur podcast um i think i'll just do the shout out i was going to give a shout out but i think i'll do it at the end um just to thank everybody that came through to make this project um successful um if I haven't said thank you enough, I just want to say again, thank you so much for listening. I honestly do appreciate it. I really do. And if you're listening for the first time, you can check out the Instagram page for the podcast CWA underscore Port to stay connected, stay updated when the next season becomes available. Um, but I also imagine that if you're already subscribed to the podcast on whatever app you're listening on, I think if your notifications are on um they should probably notify you as soon as the season or the next season goes up. So today, um, to end the season, I thought it would make for a beautiful story if I you know, ended exactly the way the way we started with my friend Fatai Uluyadi. Uh, Fatai was my first guest on the podcast. Um, at the time, he had just released his first book, Finding Self. Um, And we're having a conversation at the time about the book, but just also around his philosophy around life. Um, Fatai is a doctor. He's also an assistant professor of medicine. He's a writer, he's a musician, all-around great guy. You can find out more about him on his website, doctorinsociety.com. I'll also put the link for the website in the description box. Uh, but i'll also put again the the link for his book um find itself if you haven't read it i think you should um, i believe it's a very very useful book um, it chronicles his personal experience his personal journey but also tells you like you know his personal philosophy and it shows you a different side of him i think People, more people should tell their stories in whatever way they see fit. And if you've read the book already, I think you can leave um, a rating and a review on Amazon to help other people find the book and also just buy the book. So, on this episode, um, myself and Fatai were discussing finding purpose, um, finding meaning in the stories that we tell of ourselves and the stories we tell to ourselves. Um, stories we tell ourselves about our heritage our tribes our ethnicity and also religion Uh, we talk about the role of education in the evolution of an individual And, and by education it's not like the mundane type of education that you're taught in classrooms but it's the type that you seek for yourself by yourself hey what's what's good my man how have you been <laughs>
1: listen first of all i've been all right thank god uh but first of all i'm incredibly i'm incredibly excited like
0: you're you're a household um, name now on the podcast i've name oh dropped. My- i've named <laughs> you like a couple of episodes I
1: mean. but, but, see, but see, seriously bro i i'm 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 excited i'm super proud i'm I'm very, I feel very privileged. I feel very honored.
0: Guys, yeah, don't scamp. I, no, they're no, they're no, no. S- 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 <laughs>
1: Seriously, seriously, seriously. I'm, I'm just, I- I'm trying to be as honest as possible because I know how difficult it is to create anything that people find worthwhile. I-, I know how difficult it is to create anything that people would want to put their time into.
0: Right.
1: There's so much noise nowadays in the world. Mm. It's It's definite. Attention is the scarcest thing ever. All right. But for you to create something that people would give their attention, people would want to listen to, that takes a lot. It mm. takes a lot in so many different ways. dedication, ingenuity, you know, talent, mm. you know, incredible hustle, hard work, yeah. research. And I, I see, I see all these things and things that you've been doing, and I, I'm just super, super proud of nah, you. Yeah, I've, very, told, you, I've told you. I'm very excited.
0: And, I've told you about this one. I'm a fan of what you're doing too. Um, ah, bro, genuine, bro. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm a fan of. I find you. I think maybe it's because I understand what it is that you're doing or what it is that you're trying to do, and I <laughs> see and I see the trajectory of where it's headed, and I feel <laughs> like that's also how I want to conduct my life and how I want to move. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a deep observer of what you're doing and how you're doing it. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm a fan of your work uh, totally, uh, totally. I mean, you know this for free.
1: So <laughs> right, right, right back at you, bro, seriously. And you know, th- these kind of things, you only can continue to encourage it because what happens is because of what you're doing, you might think it's small, but mm. you're giving permission to somebody else. Mm. So you're giving permission to somebody, even as one person, if it's two people, maybe that one person would then affect 10 million people. Wow. But I promise wow. you, you're giving permission to somebody else who feels that they can now find their voice, however they find it, mm. however rare or unique or different their voice is, wherever it is that they come from, their background, it does not matter at all. The point is, you can make a decision. Say, you know i want to tell a story whether it's your story where the story of other people i want to create something i want to create a platform where people can come sit listen consume think and maybe become better people from right. just engaging ideas and engaging you know in, in just amazing conversation i think you're doing that you're set up for that you have the talent you have the hard work mm-hmm you have a lot of what it takes and i'm I'm super proud of you bro seriously and um yeah i i i I, I tell you this all the time so (laughs) so it's probably but but it's just what it is seriously
0: and and i feel like you you kind of highlighted the point of like thinking through it in real time like just hoping to be better people because the truth is um as evolving beings like ourselves are also evolving in real time and if I say and, and I feel like that's that's um something that I seek to do on the podcast, which is let's just have candid conversations. These are not just mm-hmm. these are not rigid positions. This are not mm-hmm. it's not set in stone. It's like this is how I think now. This might not be how I will think tomorrow. Well, like for Absolutely. today, these are the thoughts that I'm thinking. Um, if you think I'm wrong, then let's talk about it. Like walk me through it, hold my hands and say, okay, no, no, no. That's not how to think about this thing. You know?
1: And I have to say this part also, you know, we live in a world where everybody's, <laughs> everybody's addicted to outrage. Everybody's, mm. you know, I don't want to minimize, you know, sensitivity and say, you know, right. well, but, Everybody wants to be angry at something. And it forces us, it forces us to censor a lot of things that we probably shouldn't have censored. And it limits what we can become. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, there's never anything black and white in reality, there's always nuance to everything. Yeah. The only way we identify that nuance is to allow. The different variations of ideas to come mm-hmm. you know, to light. Mm-hmm. And the bottom line is: I always tell people something that the best ideas, human beings have a way over the large, you know, swath of time, over a over large stretch of time, we always have a way to self-correct. Along the things that are most useful, the things that are most fair, the things that are most, you know, beneficial to most people. Now we haven't always gotten it right, but there's a way that we constantly evolve to getting better, you know, getting, getting closer to getting it right. Mm-hmm. The reason why I'm saying this is on your podcast, I've, I've heard a lot of conversations. You, uh, Literally, I'm a huge fan. I've listened to all of it, every second of it. Mm. And I've heard a lot of the positions, and I appreciate your honesty and your openness to take certain positions, mm. regardless of whether it is considered, because at the end of the day, most of us know what is considered mainstream, politically acceptable, correct or <laughs> politically correct. We know right. it. You get what I mean? So mm. for you to be honest and, you know, open enough to have positions that are perhaps, not as mainstream, not as politically correct, but you're willing to put yourself out there for the sake of, you know, a debate, mm-hmm. for the sake of exploration. Right. You're not doing anything intentionally to hurt somebody else. You're just putting out there to, to have a conversation about it. It might seem small to you, but that's what we can bank on as human beings at the end of the day. Mm. Because if all of us today now start to believe... In exactly the same line of, you know, thinking about everything that we probably won't grow, and I think that's dangerous. To so, you know?
0: so I'm I'm thinking of I'm thinking of what you're saying, um, and and two things come to mind, and I, I think the first one is when I'm taking some of those positions, right? I'm not deluded into thinking that oh, this is, this is a safe space. I mean, I want it to be a safe space, but mm-hmm. I'm not deluded into thinking that there's any such thing called a safe space online. I, I feel mm-hmm. like um, even this podcast is quite measured. It's quite controlled. Mm-hmm. It's, quite, right. it's quite nuanced in such a way that, look, I'm, I'm taking positions, but I'm also being careful about them because mm-hmm. um, I have a career to start. I have a career yeah. that I'm oh, yeah. trying to propel, right? So it's like yeah. there's all of these considerations so I, I, I've always wondered if the idea of I guess safe space only exists if you control your time and your source yeah. of income. If you're oh, yeah. if you're your own boss, maybe um
1: people do you're trust- you you trust- you're a trust baby. Right? You really <laughs> don't care about the markets. So <laughs> otherwise, the yeah. idea of there,
0: there are consequences for everything. But what Absolutely. I haven't figured out is are people because you you, you 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 said something like people are addicted to being enraged. I haven't figured out yet if they are really triggered or they are acting triggered.
1: Ah oh man, I i don't know where first of all, you know, I do not find it any I don't find it noble to judge people's you know reactions to things. Hmm. Can't tell you, people how to react. Right, you can't tell people, people how to react. But when you live in a world where everybody has something there, you know, it feels as if we enjoy the idea of shouting about things rather than actually those things changing. Mm. Because in a way, in a way, in a way, we're all. Performing, but well, we're performing, yeah, really. But but, but 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 again, you know, I'm I'm trying to be very careful with this, right? Uh-huh. I don't want to say. Maybe I'll probably just say it straight up, we're all attention seekers.
0: Yeah, and well, some people to, to, a, to a certain degree, we're all performing. So,
1: yeah, right, right. We just want somebody to look at it and say, "Oh, yeah, that person is angry. Oh, what are you angry about? Oh, now I've validated your your intellect. I've validated mm. your idea by paying attention to your anger mm. and." it feels as if people derive a certain, that same validation from that. Mm. I do not agree with what you're saying. I do not agree with what you're saying. I'm going to call you a devil. I'm going to call you the worst person on earth just so, you know, you can look at me. Look Mm. at me. Mm. Look at me. I'm talking to you. You're Mm. a devil. You understand? We, 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 We are, you know, attention seekers. I just feel like there are better ways to seek that attention mm. outside of constantly finding outrage in you know in, in ab- about things that happen in society. Now you can be truthful. You can have positions that you know you're genuinely, genuinely, you know, displeased about or you you're not happy with it, essentially. R- rather than do too much of the noise, in my opinion. Mm ask yourself what is the most meaningful way you can actually change that particular thing that may not necessarily have to do you know with the noise that everybody is making how much of, and i how think much- I, I, I think that might actually generate better things it might actually right. generate meaningful change if if most of us did, did that
0: and and for me i i find that interesting as a segue because um Almost like six, seven months ago, we had our first conversation, which was like the um, first episode of the podcast, which I was really, yep. really grateful for. Um, you yep. had a, your new yep. book out, "Finding Self." Yep. Yep. Um, people should go check that out if they haven't if they haven't read it. Yeah, Amazing I beg, book.
1: I beg, I beg, go on, go on, go on, check it out. Yeah, it's Put, on, you can find on it on Amazon.
0: Amazon. You can find "Finding Self" yeah. 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 But, but I was saying that to say how much of this comes from introspection within the self where you know it's like do you like how how what would you recommend like because mm-hmm. if you think about it um mm-hmm. i read your most recent article on your mm-hmm. website doctor in society mm-hmm. right um mm-hmm. society.com okay and thank and you. you were saying to define who you are yeah and me in my mind i'm like it seems like one has to. I'm trying to find how all of these things connect. You have okay. to find self first yeah. in order to find meaning out there in the world. Y- yeah, is that is that a perfect it, summary of what you're thinking about lately?
1: Oh yeah. Ah oh, well, I, I think you you really you opened a door to that. Hmm. It's it's a door to uh, to an endless space that obviously most of us engage in, whether we agree that we engage, whether we're conscious about that engagement or not. Because my first book, Finding Self, was about, you know, you're trying to navigate the world. You are the engine trying to navigate that world. How foolish would it be if you haven't, you know, figured out what was true about you what was Mm. unique about you what was specific about you what your values were going to be what it was about you that will engage that world and being careful about not attaching the wrong things to you that wouldn't allow you actually have a meaningful engagement with that world that was mostly what that book was saying in a a kind of way
0: Mm.
1: but this is only all of that is only a component to this larger reality, Mm -hmm. this larger engagement that we all have with the world that is primarily based on finding meaning. Everything has a meaning. I was born in, you know, Ijabudi. That has a meaning. I'm Nigerian. That has a meaning. I am, you know... I'm a male that has a meaning. I'm a father that has a meaning. I'm a husband that has a meaning. I'm a physician that has a meaning. I'm a Muslim that has a meaning. I'm, uh, I, I'm a writer that has a meaning. So, you know, the, just, co- the country where I live today has a meaning. To give mean
0: context, yeah, when you say yeah. has a meaning, do you mean it has significance? Are they the same thing?
1: M- meaning, There's some meaning that you've attached to it. And that meaning is not always universal. And that's mm. that's where I'm getting because if it was universal, everybody takes that meaning and run with it. You know, there's nothing else to there's nothing left to dig. Mm. You get what I mean? But because most of that meaning is based on the story we tell ourselves about those things. Mm. There's a story I tell myself I tell myself about being a Yoruba person. Mm-hmm. There's a story I tell myself about being a Nigerian, there's a story I tell myself about being a physician, there's a story I tell myself about being a writer Hmm. that story is where the work is because at the end of the day what we all want is to find peace you know like we say back on peace of mind it's just it's it's pretty much that a lot of times to be able to sit and say you know what i'm at peace with the world i'm at peace with myself Hmm. but that will only you only get close to that if you've gone back and examined the stories you've told yourself about the different aspects of your life. And really that's, that's, that's what most of us are doing, whether we are conscious about it or not. So you're going to tell yourself a story about being a physician and you're going to have to understand what being a physician means. What being a physician means to you may not necessarily be what being a physician means to me. To me, being a physician might mean an opportunity to brag to everybody that look at me, I'm an MD, blah, 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 right. blah, blah. Being a physician to another person might be an opportunity to say, you know what? Maybe I can actually help people and do something that's meaningful in somebody else's life. Mm-hmm. Being a physician to another person might mean financial security. Yeah. You understand mm-hmm. what I mean? So it, it means all of these things, but you're not which, up-
0: which is not to say it's not valid if that's the
1: yeah. I'm not discounting anything. Right. right. But the point I'm trying to make is you then have to go and examine that story. You've told yourself about that thing, the meaning behind that thing for you, does that give you peace of mind? Because if it doesn't give you peace of mind, you might have to go and re-examine it. <laughs> so for example, a lot of people just I'm just saying it because this is something you and I can relate relate to. a lot of people tie the idea of you know um, for example being being a doctor to money, for example right and then you ask yourself, how many of the doctors today with the so-called money they have, how many of them are really happy then you might have to start looking at things and say you know what this is what actually is happy do
0: high... and what is the but but, but,
1: but but again that's a completely different thing right. but let's just let's just go based on what we can conventionally define as happiness meaning you literally not wanting to kill yourself essentially right 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 at the core that's of like it. The, 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 <laughs> that's, that's the this probably the stupidest de- stupidest definition but let's use that as works a working, yeah as a working diagnosis now mm then you start to find that you know there's these many people these many physicians with all the so-called money that they have as Mm -hmm. if they're the only ones making money and the guys in tech and business are not making like times quadruple of what they're making but anyways (laughs) right (laughs) with all the so-called money you realize that there's a high degree of you know depression there's a high degree Mm -hmm. of you know there's incredibly sadly high degree of suicide in some of these professions that are considered like choice professions, Mm. then you have to start re-examining the story you're telling yourself. Mm. You might've gotten there to sit for yourself and then, you know, walk back and say, you know, I have to go and figure out this story because this story is not making sense. It's not giving me the peace of mind that I thought I would get. Yeah, And then you have to reorganize that. And you really Mm -hmm. have to. And again, another way of, examining that story is you have to be able to verify the validity of that story Hmm. to a certain extent
0: bro you're touching some nerves because some of the things that i want us to talk about it would it would it would tie into verifying the validity of the story and if it makes sense right um because it ties to i remember you were saying um what is the significance or the meaning in um, you're a father, you're, you're yeah. a Brahman, you're a Muslim, yeah. Yeah. you're a Nigerian. Yeah. Um, what is the meaning in our identity mm-hmm. if there's any validity in it of mm-hmm. being Nigerian? Right. Um, And and lately I've been thinking about how people always say, and, and not to take us away from where you were going to mm-hmm. with this, hopefully yeah, we find fine. our that's way back, that, right? That's fine, that's fine. Um, but people always say, you know, the the civil war uh, which Mm -hmm. protected from what 1967 to like 70 yeah right um people always say the civil war was what kind of tore us apart as a nation and i hold a different view because Ah. i've (laughs) gone back to the history and i've looked at it and everything to me suggests that we were already fractured as a nation before the war The war only came and unmasked all our vulnerabilities and all our hatred for each other. And I'm like, no, it didn't start from the war. The war (laughs) was a product of the problem.
1: Let let me break it to you. Now the war happened for three years. Mm -hmm. Can anyone say, can anyone say that all of the animosity that exists amongst the different tribes in Nigeria went away after the war ended? No. It's obvious it didn't go away, so it tells you that the war probably didn't tear anybody apart, yeah. because the war ended. Yes, it ended, but a lot of the problems still didn't go away. So it tells you there's something deeper than the war. Because the, the war see, the, is probably a reflection of that dare, deep thing.
0: Exactly. The war. See, the problems were there before the war. That's the Absolutely. thing.
1: Absolutely. And we, before the war we, we we can't deceive ourselves i lived in lagos literally you know all my life right mm-hmm. and i uh, you, you you probably have very similar experiences because yeah, my, 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 my 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 family has you know a lot of interaction with you know evil people
0: okay
1: even though i'm Yoruba um i've lived with ebos literally all my all my life from growing up in Ibadan. actually um and what I notice, I can I can make it seem <laughs> I can try to hide that, but you'd find people in your own family, they're perhaps mm-hmm. the older ones, maybe, that have this idea about evil people in general. Mm-hmm. That idea is not based on their daily interactions necessarily with an you know an evil person. Right but based on the stories they've told themselves in order, over and over again, in order, this is the big part of it, in order to feel better about themselves, in order to feel superior, in order to find some validation in their own identity. And Mm. that is the problem with us human beings. We always feel as if the only way to find, (laughs) it's crazy how, how, you know, cancerous this idea is the only way to find meaning in ourselves is to remove the value of somebody else. Yeah. You see it in religion, you see it in tribal issues, you see in nationality issues, you see it in even in, even in sports, you see that. Right. It's it's crazy. Sports is the most benign version of it because it's all for fun, hmm. right but we always why why do we why do we find so
0: okay let a- let me anyways, let me on, let, let me let me give you a bit of context um yeah think about growing up and yeah. um well I can speak for myself but I suspect mm. that most people have the same experiences yeah think about growing up yeah think about people an overwhelming majority of people yeah. your parents your dad yeah. Yeah. um your mom called yeah. family friends
1: Yeah.
0: And ask yourself what tribe they came from. (laughs) They were mostly from your tribe, right?
1: No doubt. And and, and I'm
0: asking myself,
1: no doubt. Why was
0: that so? Why was most people that came to visit that my parents called family friends? Why were Mm -hmm. they Igbo people? Mm -hmm. And 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 we always say we want to be one country and yeah. you where know, we're united, our unity is non-negotiable, mm-hmm. this and that. Mm-hmm. And so, what does it mean to be Nigerian?
1: You know, I, 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 well, that, that, hold that thought for a minute and we're going to come back to that very important question. <laughs> but a source, in my opinion, for a lot of these problems, is in something we all define as education. We claim we go to school, but what education, education, if you look, if you look at the Greek origin of the word to educate, it's supposed to bring something out of you. It's supposed to, it's supposed there's something inherent in you as a human being that is perhaps pure, but education is supposed to pull it out to the surface. Hmm. It's supposed to help you evolve as a human being, not train you to become a secretary, not train you to become a physician, not train you to become an engineer. It's supposed to pull something out of you to the surface that you can engage with the world in meaningful ways. What we define as education from where we're from is simple and straightforward. You go to school to become a lawyer, you go to school to become a doctor, you go to school to become an engineer, you go to school to become all this... Different things, but we perhaps weren't really educated because we never really changed. Maybe, maybe some people did. The problem is if you don't understand that the purpose of your life is to evolve, evolve beyond where you're coming from, so you can see the world for what it is the different colors, the different. You know, backgrounds are different, tongues are different. It's that's the purpose of education and that's the purpose of life at the at the core of it. So when you get to that point, you see yourself as somebody who's engaging in this larger reality in the most meaningful ways where you don't find it constructive, you don't find it, you don't find any gain in alienating or subduing other human beings like you because they run the same engine very similar to you, regardless of their tribe, regardless of their religion, regardless of what they decide to make their values. As long as they're not coming at you, as long as they're doing their own thing, they're just the same as you trying to find the same thing called peace. We are, we don't, I don't think we we focus on true education. I think we, we, education came to, for example, Nigeria during the industrial uh, revolution,
0: Right.
1: the industrial revolution is designed to make workers. Hmm. And that's all it was. You can literally call it industrial training. That's what we call education back home. Right. But if you then notice, you then notice that some of these things are changing, perhaps. They're probably changing because people get more exposed. Yeah. Exposure is education. People are starting to see that, you know, wait, this person, he might be, you know, a house person It might be a Christian house-a-person, but at the root of everything, he's looking for the same thing that I'm looking for. Yeah. So we're just, we're cool. We're, we're, we're on the same, we're, we're going in the same direction. But if you're not exposed, if you don't. So I, I was talking to somebody two days ago, right? I was telling them okay. about some biblical story because I like history. I I, I I Obviously, I always say that there's three things that are important in the evolution of every individual. One is to know who you are, mm-hmm. all right? Know who you are and know what is important to you. Second is to try to make the best of yourself from knowing who you are and what is important to you. Third thing, you have to know the world you live in. Mm. You have to know the origin of that world and the destination of that world. That's all what you're trying to figure out. These things are, if you divide them into the different subjects or whatever, it's endless, Mm -hmm. right? But the important thing is that when when you need to understand the world you're living in you will learn about people you learn about the people that inhabit that world right. and you learn and when you start to learn about people you start to understand that we're mostly the same so i was talking to these two people i was you know talking telling them about a biblical story because i just find those kind of things fascinating uh, and i was saying it as being a muslim and they were just incredibly surprised that a Muslim could know anything about, you know, characters in the Bible. Right. was a "Wait, Well, you know, the truth is we actually are supposed to believe in everybody who came before us because it's part of, we consider them saying essentially the same thing. Yeah. You know. If you don't believe in Jesus as a Muslim, you're not a real Muslim. If you don't believe in Abraham as a Muslim, you don't, you're not a real Muslim. If you don't believe in Moses as a Muslim, you're not a real Muslim. That's the point. But these people, looked they, they were Caucasian, by the way. They sounded so surprised because one of them told me, you know, you're the second person, second Muslim I've met all my life. Hmm. This is a physician in training. Wow, you're the second person I've met all my life, second Muslim I've met.
0: Wait, second he has interacted with or
1: interacted with actually. Okay, but I don't know the depth of the interaction with the other one. But she just sounded like, oh my god, I didn't, you know, because the idea is what the news tells you, whatever, 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 Mm -hmm. and you have the story that you're running in your head, the story you've told yourself about this groups of people, and you're just running it, and you're going but you're not really educated about the world you live in. Because if you're truly educated about the world you live in, you know, history. History is incredible. Mm. History is just, you know, I, I, cannot over, I cannot overemphasize the importance of history because history tells you the trajectory of the world. It helps you appreciate things in so much depth beyond what you could ever imagine. If you learn history, you a lot of the, a lot of what's happening in the world makes more sense to you, and you're not as fooled by narratives that are not really verifiable. You're not as deceived by narratives that are not you know that are not verifiable, at least with history. Is't that, that, that the that,
0: essence of fate? You know, believing it, in it, things you can't verify.
1: Well that, that's that's I think that might be a different conversation, you know.
0: It is, it is, but I'm just be, be, wondering be, be, even be, be, that be, be, isn't that the core of faith.
1: Because because I when I say verifiable, I'm not I'm not saying like a hundred percent verifiable that you can touch and feel, mm-hmm. but you can put patterns together. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? So if yeah. you were to, if you were to come to the subject of faith, right, which is mm-hmm. believing in something you can't see, you're not gonna see and touch it. But you can ponder, you can see patterns. You know, in most religious books, the only way they communicate the reality of God is to tell you things that you can't use to describe God and try to let you see the pattern in things. Mm
0: mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: nature to people to events that have happened in the past to all of these different things that you may not necessarily be able to feel in touch, but you can say you know, see observable
0: wait a patterns. Yeah,
1: right. You can say, "Wait a minute! Wow. Okay. All right." You know, we 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 this is perhaps going into another direction, but I think it's all important, right? Yeah, we we have a story in our tradition about how Abraham came to truly. Believe in God. Okay. And he went this way. This is just like a loose description of it, right? Mm-hmm. One day was pondering, oh my god, there's something I'm I'm from somewhere. There's something that put me here. There's something that's behind all of this, right? There's something that's behind all of these larger things. Then he wondered, you know, maybe it's the moon. Because it was it was looking at the moon at night and said, Maybe that actually is the origin of all of this, the one controlling all of this. And then woke up in the morning, the moon was no longer there. Then he said, okay, all right. Whoever's in charge of all of these things has to be present 24-7 because otherwise everything is going to shit. So you get what I mean? Right. Now it was in the day the sun came out. And he wondered, maybe it is the sun. And then night came, the sun was no longer there. And all of his people, his father and all of the people around him, they worship these things that they made, they made with their own hands. And then he started questions like, if you claim these are the things that are, you know, potentially giving you food and giving mm-hmm. you all of these great things, they yeah. can't even help themselves. So they went, uh, his family and uh, his father and some of the people around him went, you know, for a festival at some point, and they asked him to watch over these idols, right? Right. And he was like, you know what, I'm gonna pull a fast one in you guys. And then he destroyed the smaller idols and then left a particular idol,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, just by itself without destroying it. And then when they came back, they were like, Oh, wait, what happened? Blah 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 And it was like, you know what? This big guy destroyed all of them. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to pass a message to them that if you if if these are the things that you put your trust in, they can't even help themselves. I literally destroy them so it can't it can't be them so what i'm trying to say is if you bring the idea of faith mm-hmm. there are obvious verifiable patterns that you can put together it's deeper than we can ever imagine it's bigger it's a bigger reality than we can ever imagine and that's why we may never be able to feel and touch it
0: okay well so
1: they're there if you look deeply and you're not you're not Consumed by your own ego and by by the idea of your own self, you're more likely to see those patterns. And that's what I'm I'm saying. That when you examine the stories that you tell yourself about things, you have to go back and try to see if they're perhaps verifiable to an extent. History helps incredibly with that.
0: Okay. So let me let's let me bring you back to the points that you were trying to make about um what it means to be Nigerian, and yes, that's the I, I'm wondering. So, you're Yoruba, I'm Igbo. Yeah, you're I'm Muslim, God. I'm Christian. Yeah. So, like, what stories have we told ourselves? Like, why is it possible for us to be friends? Like, what stories have we told ourselves about the other?
1: Because <laughs> this is another important thing. We consider what we what we call tribe is limited to, for example, where you're born, where your people are from, but tribes may not be limited to that. There are new tribes being formed every day. Mm. And what is at the core of those tribes? The things that people believe in. Mm. So I consider you a member of my tribe Mm. because we are on very similar journeys. And there's so many other people that Members of our own tribe, we don't have a name for it, but we know there is a tribe right, and that's part of the stories that we tell ourselves. that's what we see it's, it's inherent. You, you, you just vibe with somebody and he's like, "Oh my God, we, we, we really you know we really connect you're connecting based on something else other than being a Yoruba person or being an Igbo person or whatever. you're connecting outside of that. So that other part doesn't necessarily come to the picture as much because it doesn't have any validity per se. Now, does it, does it mean that it doesn't have any validity at all? No, because it does. And I'll tell you why. You know, there's a boy somewhere in Owerri or Oka or Onicha or wherever it is that boy is in eastern Nigeria right now that has a name that sounds like yours. Mm. And that boy is going to be going through life, trying to convince himself that he can actually make the best of his life. But he may not have that many examples. And because of what you're doing right now, because the important work that you're doing right now, your name is going to be out there and Abel is going to be shouting your praise. And this boy is going to stumble his way into under two, to finding you somehow and because of you because you are because you connect on that basis because you are the same you know group of people as that young boy he will believe that maybe it is not impossible you know the same thing applies to being a Nigerian so we can't we can't discard that because you know it's important yeah we
0: I feel like we say this, yeah, but we must acknowledge the privilege of exposure to be yes. able to say this. Yeah. And I'm thinking in a country of over, we don't even know how many we are to yeah, begin yeah.
1: with. <laughs> let's say 180
0: yeah. to 200 million people
1: yeah.
0: yeah, with a huge chunk of that population in poverty
1: yeah.
0: and uneducated and just yeah. unemployed.
1: Yeah,
0: where do you want to begin to huh? have that conversation of? Because it's like we've accepted <laughs> the differences, and like I am this, I identify as this, therefore not the other, and yeah. so the other must be an enemy. The other yeah. is a Muslim or Christian. Yeah, yeah. Igbo, for me to ouster. for me to be valid in that,
1: the other has to be invalid.
0: You know, it, it's right. always about the otherness. It's like I yeah. identify yeah. as one thing, therefore not the yeah. other. Yeah, where do you it goes back to what I asked you because some of mm-hmm. us have very
1: educated parents, right? But but but, but well, our family friends were always Ibu. So th- like, that's no, that, that's my point, bro. bro, bro, bro. That, first of all, this question you're asking is something I, I, I talk a lot with my brother because we can blab about all of these idealistic things and being you know members of different tribes and new tribes from and all these things that sound fancy, but you again you have to go back to exactly what you're saying. And we'll talk about it. The fact that you know this Maslow's Maslow's hierarchy, hierarchy means, means, right? Right. And that's that's a that's a very important thing. Now, um, I feel there's a utility in many things. There's a utility in many. That's why you can't just be an adult now and try to discard everything, every institution that has played a part in your growing up, because now you're this you know, enlightened person and nothing means person. anything anymore. Right, yeah. woke person, bullshit. Anyways, now, first of all, you said we have these educated parents. Yeah. This is not, a, a, this is not a, 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 a diss to our parents. But again, it goes back to what I was saying. We call it education, but it was industrial training. We, we've been deceived to call it education, but it was industrial training. What do you think they were in school for? What were they in school for?
0: To just get a job, really.
1: <laughs> yeah, just but that's what we a, call education, right? But it was industrial training. It wasn't education. You had to educate yourself to, 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 to really be educated in the world that we live in today. Perhaps for the last 100 years, you most likely would have to educate yourself. You have to define what kind of person you want to be in the world and Mm. you'd have to do the work to actually learn about the world that you're living in to actually call yourself educated Mm. industrial training is not the same thing as education so that's one part of it now going back to the idea of the reality on the ground you know especially whenever i get food to chop (laughs) <laughs> he's not thinking. He's not thinking about you know all of these fancy things. Yeah. which Nobody. The, if one guy, God, you know, he wants to we, eat
0: we, first, yeah, he wants he, to eat. He wants to eat first.
1: He wants to eat. He wants to have a roof over his, he- uh, his head. He wants to probably check one babe. You know, probably you know be able to wear decent clothes. Yeah, these are basic needs. So, of so
0: yeah, the the idea. He, he of- doesn't.
1: Ha- he doesn't have time for all of these.
0: Unifying the country is not his priority.
1: It's not its priority at all. It just wants to survive. Yeah. But the reason why I was saying it's important not to discard the institutions that have played a part in our growing up is this. People always say, you know, religion has done so much harm to the world and the good that it brought, blah, 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 all over the place. But then I ask myself, If you go at the core, at the heart of most religions, what you find there is values. At the core. People may not practice it according to what the core is telling them to do. Right. But at the core of most religious traditions is values. Values about who you are, who you want to be in the world who you are as a father, who you are as a mother, who you are as a parent, blah, blah, blah. Now it's not all perfect because there's an element of, you know, timing, difference in timing that exists and people just do what is what is a bit apparent to them in terms of what is acceptable within that space and time. And You right. can't judge somebody who lived, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, a thousand years before us because now you're this, you know, you know how things are. You know, people talk about in the early 1900s in England, a teenage woman cannot leave the house by herself. Mm. She had to have a chaperone, somebody to watch her and make sure she, first of all, she's protected and make sure she doesn't, you know, just stray away. However you want to describe that.
0: Right.
1: Try to, dis- try to create that kind of a world today. And you have everybody, every, every activist coming for your head. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But this is the same beacons of, you know, human advancement that we put on a pedestal today.
0: Right, right.
1: I, and that's just a fragment of some of those realities that if you really understand, you'll be amazed as how, at how the world evolves and how human beings have evolved. so so putting that aside institutions are very important especially those religious institutions because at their core they teach values and those values are the basis from which you know on which we define the people that we want to be and we continue to evolve as human beings Mm. now if you define yourself you know just go go to the heart of Christianity for example the idea of loving your neighbors yourself I think it's just incredibly it's just I don't I don't know how much you how much more you can explain that for human beings how how much how 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 more how much more can you unravel that for people to actually understand and actually practice but when you understand that as the core of your faith, you're constantly trying to go. It's like a North Star. You're not there yet. But you're constantly moving towards it. People say a lot of, you know, trash about, you know, these countries, for example, America, blah, 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 blah. This racist country. Yes, there's a lot of racism and that is there. But point to some of the other countries in the world that does some things for the less privileged in their societies as much as this country. I'm not being, you know, you know oblivious of some of the the rot in the history of this country. Mm-hmm. But when we criticize, please, let's just be as fair as possible and tell me whether a black man can become president in China. Mm-hmm. Tell me whether a black man can become president in India. Mm-hmm. Tell me whether a black man can become president in Egypt or you know, how well. You, you, know. you understand what I'm saying? It's like, let's be fair. And that's the importance of history and just really understanding the world that you live in. But that aside, going back to the idea of institutions, institutions teach values, institutions, those values, human beings can actually use those values. If we're not all the way selfish that we're only concerned about the food that we want to eat tonight, Hmm. we can actually use those values. And that's how we start to change. That's how we start to change gradually. Excuse me. I'm so sorry that's how we start to change gradually 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 we understand the importance of education and I'm not talking about industrial training I'm talking about actual education right and through that we continue to make the best better of ourselves gradually 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 one step after the other if 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 people actually are connected to the core so I I the reason why I'm saying that I think that nobody will be able to make an entire excuse for not trying to make the best of themselves. If perhaps they just looked to the values that have been created by some of the institutions that have played a role in their growing up and not trying to criticize and tear down every institution and try to, yeah, because we're now these woke people.
0: But sometimes it looks like tearing down, Mm -hmm. but, what sometimes it seems, I can speak for myself, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Is we're just asking questions our parents told us we're forbidden from asking. Yeah. Um, We're trying to introspect and to Mm -hmm. interrogate and to say, Mm -hmm. well, this doesn't really make sense. Mm -hmm. Because understand that we're coming from a very colonial history. Yeah. We're coming from a place where At the core of it, we used to be traditionalists. And now this religion was brought to us, right?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It doesn't mean that the religions are not um, valid or true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I feel like asking questions can be perceived as tearing down. Because Nigerians, we carry this religion on our head.
1: But, you know, that's the And, and, that and you mentioned like...
0: America, and I, 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 I put it to you that America works because it seems like they've toned down the religion and toned down their tribal identities.
1: Th- 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 okay.
0: But in Nigeria, it seems like we're accentuating the religion and we're accentuating the tribes.
1: That's not the, you know, I, I think we live, <laughs> I, I almost feel as if, and this goes back to the idea of meaning, it goes back to the idea of meaning. I genuinely feel like most of the time, and this is why education is actually important, real education, I don't, mm-hmm. most of the time we, we touch, we only do, I will go back to word you used earlier. We only do the performance mm-hmm. of things. We don't actually do those things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it, it, it reminds me of what religion has become for example, in some of the places that we come from, Mm. we only perform. We don't actually do the...
0: It's like separating religion from being spiritual and being in connection or in touch with God. so,
1: so, 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 for example, right, it goes back to the idea of finding peace and being able to engage the world in a peaceful and a meaningful way. I do not see any religion or anybody who practices any religion
0: mm-hmm.
1: that can argue that their religion causes them or gives them an excuse to not be able to engage the world in a meaningful way in a peaceful way. Mm. If they if they say that they're just you finding you know a a, 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 a haven or a, an escape for mm-hmm. the rot that exists in their own heart, they, there's something that is inside of them that they want to manifest, and they're going to look for, you know, the most convenient escape for that. Especially in the eyes of people who don't know better. If you actually say that you're a Christian, that you're Muslim, that you're whatever other religious tradition that people, people, you know, practice. And that's a different conversation. But if you're going to say that you're any of those things, just ask yourself if with those values that you're learning from there, you're able to engage the world in a meaningful way. If you're not able to do that, you're not able to engage the world in a peaceful way, there's something deficient in that thing that you practice. So the politician that would say, you know what, you know, I go to church, I go to mosque and I still come back and take people's rights mm. and take people's money, something that doesn't belong to them. I don't consider them as practicing that thing. Yeah. You know, forgiveness is only to God, but from what I see, <laughs> I'm not a perfect person. I'm not, you know, I'm a royal fuck up in many different ways. Right. Right. But I'm not out there saying I am. Right. You understand what I mean? Right. I'm not out there because part of the problem that we have where we come from is this complete ignorance about what leadership is. Hmm. You know, leadership is about. To Nigeria is about this fame that you oh, get yeah. by being, just yeah, by being, by being the boss. <laughs> and then you ask, what happened to the idea of leadership that was about taking complete responsibility for the welfare of every individual, even even dial it down almost to animals that live under your your, your watch. What happened to that idea? You know, where did that go? Where can we, can we try to bring that back? Because that's what leadership is supposed to be. Tell me one Nigerian leader who actually thinks like that. And then they call themselves leaders. Tell me one Christian who actually, you know, says, you know, does what, what, (laughs) you know, the Christians say this, this uh, phrase, what would Jesus do? Tell me one who would actually do what Jesus would do. And then is in is in these places where they're embezzling money and doing all of that. Tell me one Muslim who would do what the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would do. And they, they in all of these places doing what they're doing. Now, you know, their forgiveness is to who, who forgives, but from what I'm seeing, they're actually not practicing what they're supposed to be practicing. Because if they were, they wouldn't even call themselves leaders. They'll go and find something else and do. Because if you say and and, and again, this goes back to what I was trying to say in that article. Define who you are and act accordingly. Or define who you're going to be to be able to make the change that you seek to make in the world. And then act accordingly. If I say I am a, you know, a doctor, I have to act accordingly. Meaning I have to be compassionate to my patients. I have to be thorough in my evaluations. I, I can't be sloppy because of somebody's life if I'm a writer and I'm not writing, then I can't call myself a writer. If I'm a poet and I'm not making poetry, I can't call myself a poet. If I'm a leader and I'm not leading according to what leadership should be, I can't call myself a leader. So if you really want to make peace with that thing that you're calling yourself, define what it is for you and define what it should be to make meaningful change in the world and act accordingly. We claim we're Muslims, Christians and all of these things, but we're not doing what we should be doing we claim we're educatable we're not acting like educated people we claim you know i can go on and on and on and on.
0: my only worry is that we we are the minority the very very small minority and it's sad that the world is thinking about climate change electric cars just just you know we're still thinking about if we would even exist as a country in a in, in couple of years to come. It's like, bro, it's sad bro. that the world is in 2021. It feels like we're in 1984.
1: Bro. That's why what you do is important. You might think, you might think that is, you know, the 10 to 20 people that listen to your podcast, you know, that's the limit of what your, your reaches, but do not be surprised when ideas start to change, because the person that's listening now, you probably are not in Nigerian politics. You probably are not, you know, so-called activists and whatnot, but somebody's getting ideas from some of the things that you put out there and they're starting to examine themselves, but they might have another talent in some completely different thing. Mm. And then they go and use that talent with the basis of the ideas that they might've, you know, come across from your conversations. Mm-hmm. And then it starts to affect millions of people. You never know. Everybody has to ask themselves what they're doing. You do your part. Do your part. Do your part. I, I I feel guilty a lot of times, you know, even complaining about the situation in Nigeria because I'm not in Nigeria. I'm not planning to go to Nigeria anytime soon. You feel me? Yeah. So I can't, I can't really, you know, complain, complain, but I'm going to ask myself, you know, I'm a Nigerian. It goes back to that idea of saying, you know, that's where I'm from. That's where we're from. We can't, Disconnect ourselves from that reality. And the things that we do today for ourselves, pushing ourselves forward will be inspiration for somebody else. Then that person affects even, you know, other people and you never know where that reaches. But then you have to ask yourself, what are you doing right now that could be useful to that country? If it's the people that you left behind that you're taking care of, that's something you're doing. If you're trying to start some business or whatever Uh that might actually bring value to people's life, that's something you're doing. Do that well. If everybody was thinking about that and not thinking about themselves all the time, maybe that would be actually mean meaningful change, you know?
0: I think you hit the the nail on the head of what I was going to say, which is this idea that meaning has to be grand the skill has to be big it has to be nah, on the center stage he has to nah. be with um one million viewership it has to be oh, something yeah. something grand you know like speak mm-hmm. about meaning for the individual and how yeah. it can be on whatever skill you are blessed mm-hmm. with
1: oh man you know i, I was so I, in my article i was talking about the other day you know define who you need to be or who you are to make the meaningful change in the world, to make the change that you want to make in the world. And I knew people would start to see it as be this person who invents this crazy app that, you know, becomes Mark Zuckerberg or whatever. Mm. But I put in my article, even if your life's purpose was to raise a good child, Mm. that is success for you. Yeah everybody wants purpose and your purpose doesn't have to be changing, you know, inventing the new slice bread. Hmm. You get, what I mean, your purpose might just be being good to your partner and because you're good to them, they may make the best of, of their life. That's what you're here for. So do that, raise your child, do that. If everybody found that purpose in one thing collectively becomes incredible. But we're so connected to the idea of self glorification. Everybody wants to be famous and everybody wants to have people shout their name without any meaning behind it. Do things that are important, no matter how small it is. No matter how small it is. Plant a tree, for God's sake. Write a book that two people will read. You understand? You know, give somebody something, one dollar, just do it. Imagine everybody in the world was giving somebody else one dollar. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. it's, it's 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 like don't. You always have a sphere
0: of influence around you. There's always a sphere. You, there's of influence always something about you can do. Everybody, yeah. There's, there's always
1: something yeah. you can do. You know, we we all want to be connected. I'm making an impact on this large scale, but you're you you you're not even looking at next year, the impact you can make today that will be meaningful right there and then, but you want the fame instead of the impact. Mm. Mm. I'll go to this thing. This, this is a very important thing. We we, we mm. consider ourselves as uh, creators, right? We're creators. Right. We create content. We do all of these things. I was listening to some guy recently, Seth Godin. You probably come across him before. And he was talking about, Creativity as primarily an act of generosity. Creativity is supposed to be an act of generosity because this is what you're doing. You're creating it's something. Your contribution
0: to the universe.
1: Hmm. Right. You're creating something for somebody out there who would find value in it. And hmm. now the value might be so. Dip- so you think about Picasso, for example. You ask, what's the act of generosity in his art? Hmm. But then you then ask yourself that somebody looks at this art and just marvels at the beauty that can come from the soul of a human being Mm. and then recognizes the possibility that that beauty might also exist in their own heart. And they might actually pursue something that they've always wanted to do because they know there's something deep inside of them that needs to come out. And that thing then impacts somebody else, that, that thing then impacts another person, the thing that creates beauty in the world. Because at the end of the day, we all want to see beauty. Hmm. That's the purpose of our existence too. So that is the generosity that he is given. He's bringing the beauty from his own art, and somebody else connects to that that's what we do as creatives. It is primarily an act of generosity. And when you think of it that way, not an act of selfish pursuit, Mm. you're more likely to do something meaningful and actually find meaningful success. I've dealt, I'm, I'm not trying to sound like, you know, somebody who's, you know, I'm not trying to sound idealistic at all because I've struggled a lot, bro. On this path of, you know, creativity, I've struggled a lot. I haven't struggled in the outcome per se, but I've struggled a lot with intention. Hmm. I've struggled a lot with intention because a lot of times, you know, you 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 feel like you're doing something just to have that attention. Like, oh, people are looking at you, so, oh, this person is, like, you know, they know this thing. They're good at this thing. And then you're asking yourself, what, what, uses it for anybody other than the idea that they're looking at you and saying, oh, this person is good at this thing. And then when you think about it, you're like, wow, what a shame, you know? But then when you start to help to force yourself to retell the story of what you're doing, it starts to take another life. So for example, when I I try to sing and play the guitar or write or do things, I'm trying to tell myself that maybe this is an act of generosity and it feels different maybe somebody will feel better by something that i do and it starts to feel different it starts to hit a different nerve and i think it's important that we see it that way
0: absolutely man um absolutely like just feel spellbound it's it's interesting that you started the podcast with me and you're wrapping down the season with me. It's just, it feels like an infinity (laughs) loop, like a circle,
1: a circle right back
0: from the beginning to the end. It's it's,
1: it's an honor, bro. I I can't even tell you, I think you're doing an incredible work. I think you're creating a new tribe. I I consider myself as being part of the tribe that you're creating. And I know, (laughs) I know if you continue, if you keep at this, you continue to add more members to that tribe, and those members will see from the hard work that you're putting into this, the thoughtfulness you're putting into this, that will be reminded of something inside of them that is also beautiful. Something that they can do, the generosity they can bring to the world, the impact that they can make, however small the scale may be. And that's 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 what the world needs. That's 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 where we're supposed to go, I think.
0: Oh, that's a, that's a perfect way to wrap this up, man. Thank yeah, you. Man. Thank you so much for coming through for die. Um, you know, I I love you, man. Like I love what you're yeah, doing. I, lo- I-, I, lo- I
1: love you too, brother. <laughs> Seriously. You inspire me a lot. You know, I, I tell you all the time. Uh, yeah, you could say that we inspire each other, but you know, God willing, may God preserve all of us and may God continue to allow us to bring beauty to the world to, 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 in our own little ways, Continue to make the world a better place and also make ourselves better people too, you know?
0: All right, bro. Thank you.
1: You take care, brother. Catch you on the other side, on the yes, flip sir. side. <laughs> take care, man. we we'll talk soon, all right?
0: All right, man. Okay. Um, That brings us into a close. I just want to say thank you to everybody that came through. Um, quick shout out to everyone that um, collaborated with me on this project um thank you fatai for coming through starting the podcast and also finishing up the podcast with me really really appreciate that um on the second episode i had my friend valerie who seems to always enjoy being in the shadows and just staying anonymous (laughs) but thank you valerie um, for coming through for me on that episode on a very very short notice i had a daisy on the third episode thank you at daisy for coming through at nina on the fourth episode nina you know i love you thank you so much for coming through um reme came through for me on the fifth episode i did a monologue on the sixth my guy Obi, Obi DK, one dk came through on the seventh um, i think that's one of like my favorite conversations because i just like the flow and just the fluidity with which the conversation went um, my buddy Efe came through on the 8th. Efe, thank you so much for coming through on that episode for me. Um, Lovett came through on the 9th. love it. you know I love you. <laughs> thank you so much for, for agreeing to do the episode with me. Um, but we also had like people behind the scenes where, you know, they were just like giving me ideas of, um, how to just direct the conversation. The idea of how to just, um, you know, um, Make the podcast, you know, do more than it was doing and just have more listeners. Have my friend, um, Zainab, Zainab Sadiq, thank you so, so much. Um, yeah, just, just thank you. Thank you for taking the podcast personnel and just <laughs> treating it like it was yours. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ebuka, Ebuka Duche, Um, bro, you know, I love you, man. Thank you so much for coming through. Um, there's my sister, Chidera. There's, um, There's Patricia, there's Jacinthia, my goodness, I'm sure I'll be forgetting a lot of names, just to say thank you guys. Um, Thank you guys, the list is inexhaustive. Thank you so, so much for coming through. Last but not least, I want to thank me. (laughs) I want to thank me for believing in me. I want to thank me for doing all this hard work. I want to thank me for having no days off. I want to thank me for, for never quitting. I want to thank me for always being a giver and trying to give more than I receive. I want to thank me for trying to do more right than wrong. I want to thank me for just
1: being me at all times.